Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. As you will have heard on last week's shows, I, I went away board gaming at the weekend. Yes, I was thinking of you. My little, thank you very much. My little Airbnb board gaming night with my friends uh, Adam and Phil, and it was amazing. We went on Friday, board game right the way through until Sunday. I didn't leave the house. We didn't go outside of the Airbnb. Wow. So it was, it was, if you're a nerd like me, it was absolutely brilliant. However, only one complaint and one drawback, and this is a, this is a larger issue with cottages in general. Okay. So if you live in like an old house, one of them really old houses or whatever, but this, this was like a cottage from like, I don't know, like the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Like it was proper old, middle of nowhere, countryside cottage. The amount of times I smacked my head. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> well, like people really short in the olden days. People were really short because they didn't eat very well. Is that what it was? Yes, they didn't grow. Because upstairs, I was crawling around almost like, you know, like that bit of uh, Bruce Willis crawling through the air vent. That's what I was like going around upstairs in our in our board game house flat. So all I would just, I just want to say is that, is there? I know obviously the country's kind of strapped for money a little bit, but could we do like um, an initiative where they heighten some of the ceilings in yeah, yeah, yeah. countryside cottages? That's what they should do. Yeah, let's do put it. them on stilts or something or other. Just rise them up a little bit, put them on bricks. So yeah, uh, we made that happen. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. I had a nightmare over the weekend. I, I had what I'm calling a BRI, uh, which is a bath-related incident. Uh, and let me let me explain what kind of happens when I have a bath before I tell you what happens. So, with our, I don't know anyone else does this, but I thought you can't just sit there and wait for a bath to fill up. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do, I'll run both taps and then go on about my business around the house. Yeah. And I always forget then and run back upstairs, and it's nearly full. Um, and then I end up just getting in it anyway because I can't be bothered to like muck around with the, the the plug or whatever. And we've got quite a small bath, and I'm quite a big guy. Mm-hmm. So n- normally what I'll do is I'll get in the bath and then just allow the overflow to do the work and then drain to normal level. Ah. And I've been doing this been doing this for, you know, a few years now and it's been fine. However, I had a bath at the weekend. Uh, my wife, Katie, then came running upstairs saying that um, the water was leaking from the bathroom into our brand new kitchen that we've just had done. Yeah. And what had happened is, I think, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but our, my two youngest daughters, Stella and Thea, two and five, do this thing where they like to turn the overflow around when they're having a bath, like it's some <laughs> kind of flipping dial on a safe that they're cracking and I think they've broken the overflow so all the water that was going over the top from daddy's bath right now uh, was pouring down into the kitchen so (laughs) we had this kind of like shroud of Turin face thing in the ceiling for a bit and it was absolutely horrendous. Um, but I can at least go around saying I flooded I flooded a bathroom and I flooded a kitchen. Uh, not not just any kitchen, your new kitchen. Brand new kitchen. It hasn't yeah. even been painted yet. <laughs> so Kate was absolutely... I'm not allowed to have a bath anymore. Isn't that terrible? Um, I can't bath in my own house anymore. I'd now. say with the story you've just told us, <laughs> I'd say it's, it's terrible, also very understandable. Did you... The way you reacted then, I feel like you think that I've, I'm playing uh, fast and loose with the overflow in my bath. I, I don't think I would be letting the overflow do the work. But what's it there for otherwise? Do you know what I mean? It's supposed to take the top layer of the bath off. I'd say it's there for accidents. Well, that's, an, that's clearly an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, why make an overflow? Let's get rid of it if it's not going to do its job and I get in trouble. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I see what you're saying. I don't think I'm going to win this one. Well, this, I, and I'm now facing the few... I love having baths. You know, when it's, particularly when it's freezing cold and everything at the moment, I, I can't have a bath. So. You can come round ours. I'll run one for you. I'd absolutely love that. (laughs) Don't worry about it, and I'll just get it to the overflow (laughs) and we'll sort it out. Simon says, I flooded the school toilets when I was about eight. Uh, The sinks drained into an open gully that wasn't up to the job of a sink full of water draining into it. Kind of the same issue that I had with the overflow, to be honest with you. He says, so it overflowed across the whole floor. It was totally accidental, but I got grassed up and I got the slipper, and he puts in brackets, that's 1970s discipline for you. Now, when I tried to fit a washing machine, Uh uh, I might have been doing something that was above my pay grade. I tried to fit a washing machine at home.
home uh, in a kitchen that had wood laminate flooring, and oh. I thought I'd done it correctly. Uh-huh. It turns out I hadn't, but that only became apparent over a period of time as... The floor started to lift, lift up? Well, lift and warp uh, is... <laughs> Giving it kind of an unusual bubble effect. <laughs> yeah, not what you want from your wood <laughs> laminate, no. So would you say that, strictly speaking, a flooded? It was put to me that it was, but I, I never really recognised it as a flooding. I think if you've got an outpouring of water, that's in the biblical <laughs> it's a, sense of flood. It's a flood isn't it? Overall, yeah. it's a flood. If you've, uh, if you've done a flood, <laughs> tell us about it. Andy in Plymouth has messaged to say, Bush and Ritchie, I once flooded the Courts Marshal building in HMS Nelson in Portsmouth when I was a communicator a communicator in the Royal Navy. Uh, it was, I was on night watch on my own in the main signals office on the top floor of the building with a passageway with red carpet and the court's marshal suite a couple of doors down. There was a hot water urn which was filled by a manual tap. Uh, at about midnight it was uh, almost empty so I turned the tap on and went back to the office and forgot about it. I fell asleep, woke up about three in the morning to find the passageway flooded and water pouring through the lights in the downstairs offices. It took the next five hours for me to clean it up on my own with dustpans and scooping it all up I thought I was in big trouble but somehow I got away with it if only he had your overflow trick it's the overflow trick guys <laughs> uh, what I like I love people getting away with these things that's great keep them coming in uh, Jeff in Honor Oak Park says I flooded a train corridor when I sat on a fire extinguisher on a packed train I thought I'd use it as a seat <laughs> But the hose went off between my legs, showering the other passengers with water. Can you imagine what that looks like? That's horrendous. That's awful. Uh, Selena says, I used to live above a betting shop. I had a leak. I didn't know. <laughs> it blew up all their TV. Oh, no. So the, the effects of these things are huge. Uh, if you flooded something, tell us about it. We've got Mike on the line. Mike, what did you flood? I flooded my mum's work car when she left it at home one day. So you flooded your mum's work car when she left it at home one day. Obviously, the work car gives it added kind of DEFCON level of seriousness. Yeah. What did you do, Mike? Well, it was brand new, and I, I took it out for the afternoon because she was at work and I was... I'd, um, I wasn't working at the time. Um, I took it around with some friends around um, some local lanes around where, near where we lived in Norwich at the time. This is like the opening uh, bit of a 1970s government safety <laughs> advert, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were, we were taking it for a slow slow uh, ride around the lane and then all of a sudden I could smell some paint. Uh, oh, right, then... not not the uh, not the liquid I thought this story was going to be about. <laughs> no, right, go on. Okay. So I could smell paint and so I stopped and looked in the boot and um, there was four tins of paint, three of which had been opened with uh, the rigorous uh, cornering that I've been doing around these lanes. <laughs> <laughs> what colour paint was it? It was just, it, well, I think it might have been Dulux or something like that. But, but what, what, what colour was it? It was, it was pink paint, and my mum's car was white. <laughs> and then I, I, so I, I took it home, hoping to clear it out before she got home. I reversed it into the drive, and then um, I tried to clean it all up. And in the meantime, I then got paint all over the back garden, all into the pond, killed some fish. Oh, my um, so God. Yeah, it, was, it was quite the episode. I tell you what, your good job that wasn't red paint, otherwise your neighbours have been calling, like, yeah. CID or something like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, it was I, I was grounded for quite a while. Even though I was over 18. Mike, does the um, does, does when when paint floods a boot, does it stay in the boot or does it seep yeah, into yeah, other well, parts of the car? It, so that's it, what it, Eric Cantona was asking. <laughs> yeah, it seeped into the back of the uh, the back of the car. By the time I I tried yeah. to sort of pail it out of the back of the boot. <laughs> uh, <because laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst thing <laughs> ever. I, I what a nightmare. A I made it a lot worse than it would have been if I'd have just left it alone. The Daily Takeaway. 
Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I had a Ross on the A2. He says, I flooded my hotel room in France a, week, a few weeks ago because the overflow was broken. What I do now is I've blocked my own overflow so my bath fills up higher. <laughs> now, there's a hack I'm going to be employing. Yes, I thought that would be right up your street. Oh, yes. Higher bath. Now, every year we count down the hometime shows left until we break for Christmas by meeting Daves of the UK. We call it the 12 Daves of Christmas. And it's time to meet our third. Who's this? Nick Dave from Wigan. Hey! Hey! Dave from Wigan. Hey! Dave, how was your weekend? Uh, Wet and windy. What do you do, Dave? What's what's been meaning that you've been out in this kind of weather? Oh, I don't go out in that kind of weather. What I do for a living, I'm a bricklayer for the Canal and River Trust. Oh, now, now, the Canal and River Trust... Uh, we've we've got uh, we've got an active branch of the Canal and River Trust where I live and see your volunteers at the weekend. I don't see them bricklaying though, Dave. Oh no, that, that's the volunteers. It's, that's just for the skilled men to bricklaying. <laughs> oh, brilliant! And what is the key to uh, to bricklaying then? What, what's the what's the key to being a good bricklayer? Uh, let somebody else do it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't we have some? What was the, what was the chat about? Sixty-five millimeters or the bricklayers counting in? What was that? Yeah, the, you, uh, the they multiply themselves by 70 or something, don't they? Is that what it is, Dave? Yeah, what, yeah, what it is, um, you, you've always, you've, your bricks are, you've two sizes, 65 and 73 mil, right. then the brick size, your 10 mil bed. Uh, so if you do a 65 mil, you always do like 75 mil, and that gets you in course, and every six course is 450, and it works <laughs> into the, the block work at the back. That is... Dave, that's twice in a week we've ended up talking to someone on the show about bricklaying. It's also twice in a week that we do not understand what's going on. Well, you've lost us there, but we appreciate your skill and your craft, Dave. Uh, Big question is, Dave, are you a festive Dave and uh, do you have a good singing voice? I'm a festive Dave and uh, I've not really got a good singing voice, but I'll give it a go. I've seen them on uh, X Factor. I've got to be a bit better than them, haven't I? All right, cool. (laughs) Setting the bar high. (laughs) Uh, Well, Dave, let's have a sing with you. Here we go. Day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Day from Wigan, day from Bolton, and day from Harford. <laughs> Forever Hartford will be synonymous with that final day. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. Thirteen shopping days to go until Christmas. I'll hold my hands up in a yeah. I'm in a pretty bad place at the moment. That's gone. That's gone quick. It's suddenly it's gone, gone really got serious quick. quite quickly. Right. Yeah, you, I keep on telling myself, oh, it's plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time. There's not plenty of time. <laughs> Thirteen <laughs> shopping days to go. Um, I think it would be good though to try and find who is the loyalty card record holder because I have been banking on the fact that in my various loyalty cards, they would be able to assist me in my way to shopping for Christmas. And I had a look at the balance the other day, uh, and that's not going to be the case. I've got £6.50 Tesco Club card vouchers. Okay, cool. Well, it's not cool. It's not going to buy me much, much, is it? No. Nectar's even worse. £3.22. What is that? What do you mean, what is that? What are Nectar? What is Nectar points? Well, it's... Would you spend it on fuel? Do you have to spend it on fuel? Have you never heard? No, I don't, I, I've heard of them. I don't know what it is. Right, OK. Unless if you have to buy honey with it, that would be amazing. <laughs> can only use it on honey. Um, you can earn it on fuel, yes, in certain petrol stations. I can't believe I'm explaining that to you. I, I don't have any... I don't know, I, I'm not really... This is not really my, my thing. <laughs> I'm only seven beans away from one free coffee in Costa. 
I get the old stamp. Yeah, get I like stamp. that. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, I can get with that. I'm getting the vibes that you are not a loyalty or rewards card person. I don't have the personal admin to be able to make that. <laughs> My wallet is full of single stamp coffee cards for local coffee companies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, you feel bad, though? You must do the thing where you go, you have a loyalty card, right? And you yeah. have to fan through your other supermarkets' loyalty cards, like a deck of cards, in front of the cashier. And well, the irony of it being called a loyalty card, because you've got everyone else's there. Yes, but these days, Grandad, um, my mind are all app-based. Oh, OK, well, that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just double-click and I've got all the variety oh. of them. They never see anything. It's just, I'm QR, QR Richie. QR Richie, well, yeah. I, that's where I'm going wrong. Uh, so, a little, a, a little audit... Uh, Basically, because I'm being a little bit nosy uh, and, and I want to get my bad organisation rubbed in my face, I, I'd love to find out where people are at with their loyalty cards and see, right. see, see who's got the biggest haul stores on their various loyalty cards. Because there'll be a lot of people that are smug right now. Imagine sitting on, like, a load of nectar. Exactly. Tons of nectar. I aspire to be Victoria's husband. Uh, oh, actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Has she got a say in this? <laughs> no, she has. I'll, I'll rephrase it. Um... I'm, no, how do I say this? I'll just read the text. Victoria <laughs> says, My husband once paid £20 for a PS5 because we had so many points. Maybe I need to get involved. I mean, the, the only, the only, I mean, like I said earlier on, I don't really do loyalty card stuff because I'm not organised enough, but can't they bring back ESO tokens? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who's got good quality crystal glasses for their collection of uh, single malts these days? Not enough people. Now, you're showing how you don't know uh, necessarily <laughs> about your reward cards because uh, SO tokens don't exist anymore. That's where I redeem my nectar points. Well, this is it. Bring yeah. it back. <laughs> I, like I said about the choke on the car earlier on, let's get SO tokens. You'll be off to Green Shield Stamps next, won't you? Oh, they do sound good. <laughs> Cut me in on that. Good. Adam says, I still have a set of cut glass tumblers that I got with my SO tokens. I'm with you on bringing them back. Bring them back. It's one of the best things about the forecourt. Uh, someone here, this someone, this text here explains why I start, why I've not got involved in loyalty cards because it's so confusing. Uh, they say I have 48,000 nectar points and I changed my club card up when it was triple points exchange and I still have about 80. Uh, credit vouchers with five pound more point voucher, one bean shy of another free Costa. What? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. You're a clever man, but you've got you've, your brains. It's wired differently for those kind of things. I'll take that as a compliment. It, it was meant to be. Uh, Kevin, what have you got? An uh, expensive wife who likes to shop in Harrods. An expensive wife who likes to shop in Harrods. Yeah. So. And uh, has managed to collect about eight thousand pounds in points this year. Eight thousand pounds worth of Harrods points. Yep, that's correct. What, what are Harrods points? Is, like, is that like pâté, redeemable, <laughs> and love top end, and foie gras? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you get three, three pound back for every hundred pound you spend. Is that for real? Yeah. Is that, oh. is that a good deal? <laughs> Harrods have a real good loyalty scheme. I tell you what, though, uh, if, if three, I'm no mathematician. Go but on. Three pounds back for every hundred you spend. Yes. And then Kevin's wife has got £8,000 worth of Harrods, Harrods points. points. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't do the maths, but there's a lot of money being spent in Harrods by your missus. <laughs> Tell me about it. Kevin, I wouldn't... <laughs> I admire you for being in a position where you're laughing. Uh, if you weren't laughing, you'd be crying. <laughs> That's a fair point. Chin up, my friend. Nice one. Appreciate it. Take care, Kevin. Bye. I didn't want to embarrass ourselves in, in front of Kevin, but I, I'm sure you were like me, trying to just work that maths out as we were being told it there. I think the difference between me and you is that I just stopped quite quickly because there's no way I can do it. <laughs> uh, if, if you are listening right now and are more gifted at maths than me and Kevin, how much has had to be spent 
for Kevin's wife to have racked up that eight grand? It's mind-boggling, I think. It's going to be mind-boggling. Uh, this one text sums them all up. Uh, Steve and Becky say, just a quick calculation, uh, by our reckoning, at £3 returned per £100, uh, Kevin's wife will have spent over £260 grand in Harrods. Wow. To earn those points. All I've got to say is, all right there, Amelda Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> Still last on match of the day, though. Can I just say? <laughs> Still last on match of the day. Right, sound of the season. What we've done is, right, we've managed to isolate one sound effect that we think is synonymous with the festive period. You've got to guess what it is to win big. Uh, now, this particular sound has been going for two days now. Have a listen. Uh, when it was first with us on Thursday's show, it was a uh, guess that it was scissors gliding through wrapping paper. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that. So it's over to you. What on earth is it? Let's meet tonight's contestant. She's called Laura. Laura, where are you calling from? Hi, guys. I'm calling from Manningtree. Manningtree? I think I might have stayed there or nearby oh, there. Wow. <laughs> is there a place called Mistley, the, the Mistley Thorn Hotel? And it's kind of uh, just down the road from there? It is, yes. I used to work at the Missley Thorny years ago. Oh, wow, it's like a reunion it's, here. It's the location of, like, the the Witchfinder General or something, some kind That's of horror right, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, lo- loads of, like, the Witchfinder General, whoever he was back in the day, um, Hopkirk or whatever his name was, used to work out of that particular hotel in, like, the 14 or 1500s. Is that wow. is that right, Laura? It's right, yeah. Matthew Hopkins, he's thrown that building. Matthew and Hopkins. um I'm convinced it's haunted and that he's uh, spoken to me before, but I'll sound mad if I go on about that. What do you mean? He's spoken to you, the, the Witchfinder General? What did he say to you? Uh, he just asked me to get out of the way. That's kind of his thing, isn't it? <laughs> he does, I, I got the feeling he doesn't really like women. <laughs> Would have yeah. been researching it. Uh, brilliant. Well, it's great to have you on the show. We weren't expecting that little curveball. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got a feeling one of us could uh, quite happily talk to you for quite some time about uh, witches and Love the uh, witchfinder general. Love it. Uh, but, Laura, we are here for this sound. Uh, and it could be about to earn you two Absolute Radio coffee flasks. It is one of the sounds of the season. Uh, Laura, what do you think it is? Okay, so I think it's somebody that's been really lazy and forgotten to wrap up their presents and has used a marker pen to write on the sort of polystyrene mould that comes in a parcel. That is the most specific <laughs> guess we've had so far. One more time. How how sure are you? When you when you heard it, you think, oh my god, I know what that is straight away. I'm ninety nine percent sure. It's very certain. Very certain, <laughs> and it's a very specific guess. But is it correct? You're a loser, and you have lost. Laura, we're sorry, but oh, I have to I say you're, you're not miles and miles and miles away. I, I think maybe okay. look, we had this with with one of the other sounds. We where, did, yeah. Uh, someone's failure, no offence, uh, pl- laid the path for future victories. Yeah, for others. Hopefully, I've helped somebody else. Then you are a mar- you're a competition martyr in That's many ways. Exactly <laughs> what Laura could turn out to be. Laura, lovely to speak to you. Thank you for coming on Sound of the Season. What are you doing now? What's the rest of the evening hold for you? Thank you. Um, my partner is cooking me a curry, so that's what I've got for the season. Oh, what type of curry are you getting done for you? I don't know. It's a surprise. Surprise, oh, surprise curry? curry. Oh, 
I need to inject a bit of that into our relationship. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, Laura, hard luck. Um, it's a rollover now. We have three absolute radio coffee flasks. Almost up there with the rewards that Kevin's wife was getting from earlier on in the show at Harrods. Very close, knocking on that door. <laughs> Sound of the Seasons returns tomorrow. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's a Monday night, so we're doing only good news. It's pretty grim at times out there, and it can be quite stressful. And we believe that if you hear about someone else having good things happen to them, it makes you feel good too. So if a little thing has happened to you, do get in touch with the show tonight. We'd love to hear from you. You can text 81215 or give us a call. Uh, which is what Holly has done. Holly, what is your good news? Yeah, so me and Andrew have just bought our first house after about six months of searching forever. Yes. Get in there. Congratulations. That is brilliant news. And you like one of them couples on location, location, location? that's been to see hundreds of properties but can't make your mind up too picky no we get outbidders all the time we go in for houses that we love and people seem to outbid us or beat us to it oh no that's a nightmare it's quite tough nowadays isn't it i think and they do this thing sometimes where they they invite loads of you around to look at the same time so you'll work each other up into a frenzy oh yeah we had that recently we really loved a house and um they had 16 viewings and then it was a total of eight offers and then it was final and best offers it was it was quite awful, actually. Um, it was going on for about two weeks. Oh, well, Stressful. Holly, this is great news that uh, that little period of your life is now over and uh, you've, you've got your house finally. When do you move? It's uh, about three, four months. It should be ready. Fantastic. And where are you moving to so that Richie and I can turn up on day one with a casserole like they used to do in Neighbours when someone you had moved in? Um, so it's in County Durham. Oh, lovely part of the world. OK, we'll probably need to cook it up there because it'll be cold by the time we leave the studios. Yeah, you probably need a sledge in March with Bill. Brilliant. Well, we're chuffed. You want an amazing bit of good news. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Judith and Roy, first-time grandparents over the weekend. Uh, Cohen, uh, their grandson. A big shout-out to son Richard, and I would say probably more importantly, uh, daughter-in-law Izzy, uh, for what they're describing as the best Christmas present ever, which obviously means they now have to buy more Christmas presents as well. Grandparents kind of love it. Uh, Nick says, just completed my first week in my new job after five months out. Oh, good on you. Says it's been amazing, even if I did manage to wham the entire middle management structure at a Christmas lunch. Yes, get in there. Uh, Logan says, uh, Bush, I've got some great news that you will understand. My lad, who is six, is absolutely buzzing yesterday after seeing his favourite player, Lewis Dobbin, uh, score his first Everton goal. It was a fantastic goal at the tail end of the game against Chelsea. Uh, my lad once asked for a Liverpool shirt, and I thought, I can't have this, so I gave him my Everton season ticket. He's now absolutely obsessed with Everton Football Club and can't stand Liverpool. Job complete. I'm the proudest dad on the planet. Once Everton has touched you, as you know, that's from proud dad Lee and massive Evertonian Logan. Up the toffees, Logan. Uh, Lee, hanging on with some more good news. What is it, Lee? My daughter just got her acceptance into a music college as a vocal artist. Yes. Oh, wow. wow. You, we could be playing her on Absolute Radio in the future, do you reckon? Absolutely. Absolutely, you could. But um, it's really good news. That's Bless great her. news. You must be a very proud mum. Very, very proud mum indeed. Uh, and uh, what's her name, your daughter? Erin. Erin. Oh, well, my daughter's called Erin as well. It's a fantastic name. Were you, were you a little bit worried for her? Because you want them to do well and find their way in life, and, and sometimes life can be cruel. Exactly. But the, the, yeah, the interview was her, the first ever interview she did, ever, and it didn't go great. But I submitted her performances that she's done, and they thought that she was amazing, but she is. And they were very keen to have her. That's great. They've taken her over the, uh, taken her over our existing performances. That's all that matters, isn't it? They see, they see a star. They do indeed. 
And, yeah. do, and does she get her vocal talents from her mother? I like to so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hesitate. I love that. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie. Thanks to our friends at Haribo, we have the chance for you to win. £2,000 plus a Haribo bundle. Christmas is coming and Haribo know that the festive season can be a stressful time, so we're asking you to send us your Christmas mishap stories. You know, those moments where things just haven't gone to plan. Head to absoluteradio.co.uk for the full terms and conditions and to tell us when Christmas has gone wrong in your house. I always head back to the moment when there was a power surge uh, at hours on Christmas morning and the television blew. That's a nightmare. Couldn't watch Queen's Speech or anything like that. Actually, that was a blessing. Sometimes it's good to avoid that. <laughs> on the line right now, uh, we've got Barry. Uh, Barry, tell us your Christmas mishap. What happened? Hi, guys. Yeah, so uh, the first time us hosting uh, with the in-laws, uh, family of 12 all together, hours and hours of slicing and dicing with the wife, um, Roasting the turkey, roasting the potatoes, this, that and whatnot. And um, I mistakenly go to finish off the dinners by misplacing the jug of gravy with the jug of red wine and ended up pouring red wine over 12 dinners, um, <laughs> which was pretty much a write-off for the actual food. Oh, my God, all that work goes into it and then you've just written it off with just one scourge of red wine across everything. <laughs> Yeah, I was stood down from dessert um, and I don't really get involved in any more future Christmas dinners going forward. Do you know what? I mean, a lot of people don't want to do it. So it's quite a good way of getting yourself out of it is to have a spectacular mess up like yes. uh, Barry's done there. Because you don't get asked in the future, do you? Because you're a calamity. Well, secretly I've won, but uh, it was a real shame on the day. <laughs> do you, uh, do you, do you, are you allowed anywhere near just a standard Sunday roast these days? Not really, no. Okay. I think he's cleaned himself. No. For, uh, he's cleaned himself out for every big meal. It's quite wise. I, I, I'm, I think you're a, a trendsetter, a pioneer, Barry. Well, listen, congratulations. Your Christmas mishap has been deemed such a disaster. We're going to give you two thousand pounds and a Haribo hamper. Wow! Can't believe it. Great. Thanks, guys. Who'd have thought uh, your mess up all those years ago would lead to this little boon? Uh, what are yeah. you going to spend the money on, Barry? Oh, I'm not sure. It's my birthday two days after Christmas, so uh, ooh, something, something exciting adventurous um, maybe payback for the wife as well it's quite clever actually that because he can see what comes in over Christmas and then he goes and spends his £2,000 he's got his little voucher tucked yeah. away what about that completely looking forward to it thanks ever so much guys good lad it's all thanks to Haribo because Christmas isn't meant to be perfect it's meant to be fun the Daily Takeaway Richie's daily takeaway. You know, at the beginning of the uh, this particular episode, you were talking about heightening uh, all these old cottages, and there's there's plenty of them around. Yeah, they just need heightening because normal sized people can't stand upright in them. I've got another question, just on on building and building regs and all that kind of stuff. Because obviously, uh-huh. uh, by by heightening things, obviously everything gets taller, doesn't it? And if you yes. think there's many many countries around the world that are famed for their skyscrapers, and I I don't think we're necessarily a skyscraping country are we? Not really. And we've got a few tall buildings, but yeah. kind of a gherkin, that's it. Exactly. Why do we not go under more than we do? So, like, dig down? Well, like, go, like, um, well, like, tunnel. What? No, 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 no. What's the, like, I, I think we could be inventing something here, basically, is what uh-huh. I'm saying. Rather than having skyscrapers, yeah. build down. So, like, everything still looks nice and pretty above, but just go down. So you've got, like, I don't know, 20 floors under the ground or something like that. That'd be kind of good. I think it get quite hot down there. Does it get quite hot the further down you go? Does it? Well, only if you go into, like, the, the mantle of the earth and get fine lava. Well, how, how de- deep are you planning to go with these underground office blocks? I don't know. How far do you have to go before you found, like, 
like get lava? I'm not. I've no idea. But then um, that, could, that could help heat the building. Well, when I played Minecraft, it's sometimes you can cool lava down and it makes stone. You can make some incredible stuff. There you go. So uh, if yeah. you know about uh, geology and building and. Uh, Lava, do get in touch. Showtime at Absolute Radio. No, don't. A lot of questions there. A lot of questions.